So at what point do we officially become homesteaders? We get our milk and our egg from a farm. We have sourdough bread now. I think when we gather the eggs, we milk the cows. Welcome back to the Whatever is True podcast. I am your host, Jake, with my lovely wife, Bethany. Hey, guys. At the end of our podcast last week, we talked about a few ways that we could potentially help with the crisis that's going on over in Ukraine. And what's really awesome is our church that we attend is working with a missionary family over in France. The husband of the missionary team is buying a passenger van to drive over to the Ukrainian and which border was it? Slovakian. Slovakian border to help with the refugee crisis that's going on. So what he has done is he's buying a van and he will be transporting people to other parts of Europe. Our church took a love offering for it and we raised a really good chunk of what they needed towards this van. So thank you to everyone who gave here from the podcast. I know we were talking about this on our personal pages as well as the podcast page and just a huge thank you. It's really incredible to see what can happen as people are coming together and listening to what God is asking them and calling them to right now. Yeah, it was really neat just to see like how we were talking in our last episode about, you know, there will be ways of happening. And it was like, what, two days later? Very soon and after. Our, our associate pastor contacted us about sharing it on your page and um, just talking about what we could do to help. And, you know, God has really shown up here and has blessed this missionary couple with the funds to be able to help these Ukrainians. So today we're going to be talking about homeschooling which is kind of funny because we are very new to the homeschooling journey, kind of. I was going to say, we're kind of like pros, or not pros, but we're like... uh, Veteran homeschoolers because Jake and I were homeschooled all throughout school. And now we are what you would call uh, second generation homeschoolers, I guess, because we're homeschooling our kids. But before we hop into that, I just wanted to share with you guys again about Drops. Drops is a laundry detergent and dishwasher pod subscription service. They are very special because they are free of lots of chemicals. They get rid of a lot of that nasty stuff that you don't want to come in contact with the plates that your children are eating off of and the clothes that they are wearing. As I said, it's subscription-based and you can change the frequency and the quantity of how much and how often it is coming to your house. This is just a really easy way to ditch and switch. We've been doing it for a year or two years. I'm not sure now. It's awesome. I love it so much. It's so nice being able to just throw the pod in and not have to worry about all the chemicals. It it just makes it that much easier. And it's not messy. Like the, the detergent bottle downstairs near the washer and dryer always used to be crusty and gross and that's so true it's just you just take it pop it in on a really bad night like when Junie threw up the other night threw two in there we're We're good now okay 
it is very cost effective. You can use my code WAVES15 for 15% off of your purchase. All right, let's get into this today. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more today than Jake is. Which is fine because we all like hearing your voice more than mine. Okay, whatever. But Jake does help out with the homeschooling, but most of it does happen during the day. And so I'm in charge of most of it. Um, As I go through today, though, I'm going to share a little bit about how Jake helps with it, though, and what his role is. So I'm going to just share with you a couple of my favorite pieces of advice that I wish someone had told me before I started. And like we said, we are veterans of being homeschooled, but not homeschooling our kids. So this is things that you learned in the first two years of homeschooling. So I'm sure there's a lot more that both of us will learn throughout the years to come. Oh, absolutely. But these are just some pointers and... It should like ease your mind as you listen to this and hopefully de-stress you if you are contemplating homeschooling your kids for the first time. Right. And it just kind of gives you that shoulder to cry on or that person that understands or have been where you are so that you know you're not alone. Right. So as we said, we did grow up being homeschooled. And while many might think that that set me up to know exactly what I was doing, I would say that homeschooling has changed over the years, but also it is very different to be on the receiving end of learning from my mom and her way of homeschooling versus doing it for yourself. Because one of the positives that people will talk about with homeschooling is that you do it with what Bert with what works best for you and for your kids. So let's start off today talking about curriculum. If you are thinking of homeschooling, you are thinking about what you want to teach your kids. So the first thing that I want to say is it is okay to change curriculum partway through the year. Ask me how I know. How do you know, Bethany? Because I've done it. Both years I have done this. Um, when we decided to homeschool, we decided the summer of 2020. So we're not even actually a full two years in right now. But that summer, I remember going online and searching through curriculum after curriculum after curriculum. And it was so overwhelming. And one of the most helpful things for me, though, was being able to go to some of my friends' houses who had already gotten their curriculum or who were homeschooling for a couple years already at that point and just being able to look through what they had. It was very beneficial just to be able to see inside of these books and to decide. Now, I know that might not be possible for everyone, but if you join um, homeschool Facebook groups and stuff, I have found that the homeschooling community is very helpful and they want to do whatever they can to get you started on the right foot. So don't be afraid to ask around and see what curriculums people have so that you can look at them. Um, But also just looking online totally works. But back to my main point of this, buying that first set of curriculum can be overwhelming and it might not be what your kids ultimately end up needing. So during our first year, we just began to realize the levels of our kids, we began to realize that some books were harder than we thought, some were easier than we thought. And I remember just getting so frustrated 
And it took me a little bit of time, but I thought, you know what, if this book really isn't working for, uh, this was for my son at the time, he was in kindergarten and what we were using just wasn't working. And so I ended up hopping online, grabbing another book and it changed the rest of the year. It helped him with where he was at that time with language arts and just made the rest of the year so much easier and more enjoyable to go through. So all of that to say that with my next point, this is why this is so important. Find a co-op or at least some other homeschooling parents. If I didn't have those other moms to have talked to and to run ideas off of and to see what was going on with them to look through their books, it would have been very isolating. And immediately we were able to join a co-op because one is actually at our church. I know that's not everyone's situation and we were very fortunate that this was the case for us. And it's just been so nice. Um, The kids are able to see their friends every single month. We go on play dates as well with some of the same people in the co-op. It has given me an outlet, like I said, just to be able to ask questions to Yeah, it's definitely a big blessing to have the co-op at our church and with people from our church. I mean, what, two families in the co-op are in our small group? Yep. And then other multiple others are in our old small group, and we see a majority of the other ones on Sundays. For sure. If you were unable to find a co-op, though, in your area... um. Go on Facebook and at least look for homeschooling groups. I am in one for Pennsylvania homeschooling parents. And it's just a great place to see what other people are doing, to hear about events that are taking place for homeschoolers in the area. Again, to be able to ask questions. And if you haven't had any luck finding a co-op near you, possibly in that Facebook group, you would be able to find one or even to be able to just gather a group of moms together to be able to meet. I'm going to go on to my next point here, and that is stop before you lose it. So let me explain a little bit about what I mean. And I am specifically talking about your attitude, your demeanor, and your anger or your temper level with your children. And I'm talking about this because this is something that I definitely struggle with. My patience level is not at all what I would like it to be. It is amazing, though, because when you're teaching someone, especially a child that like doesn't have like other experiences to draw from when they're learning something... It is so frustrating because I know when I've helped out with homeschooling, I find myself, and I'm a very patient person, I find myself just getting very frustrated. So this one rings true for me. And I hear it from a lot of moms who don't homeschool or this is one of their major concerns about homeschooling is they just say, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if my patience is where it's going to be. I don't know that I can actually teach my own kids. And I hear you. And I am here to encourage you on this, um, not as someone who has mastered this, but as someone who is in those trenches too, and just really trying her best. So the first piece of encouragement on this, I want to say is 
In Ephesians 4.26, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And while I know that a lot of us are very familiar with this passage in Scripture, committing this to memory and recognizing that this is a command from God in how we are to act daily in our interactions with our children. I cannot stress enough how much I am preaching to the choir right now with this. Um, I feel sometimes that people get a perception of me online that I have it all together and I am calm, cool, and collected daily. And that is just not the case. Um, It can get very frustrating, but as I have gotten frustrated during homeschooling, I realize just how frustrated my kids get because I'm I, I'm frustrated and they're seeing what I'm doing. And that typically just kind of stops me in my tracks and I recognize my behavior and think, like, what do I really want to come out of this? I, I want our relationship to be stronger. I want them to learn. And it's okay to stop. It is okay to stop dead in my tracks right there and just to say, you go take a breather. I'm going to take a breather. And maybe we'll come back to it later that day. Maybe we'll just be done for the day. But I'm learning that our relationship is so much more important than what they're learning in school. And every day is not like that, thankfully. We have a lot of really good days. Um, But I've also learned to change some of the ways that we do things. And There is one certain subject that really my son and I just kept butting heads on and I was having a really hard time explaining it properly to him. He was having a hard time getting it. And I thought, you know what? Maybe Jake can do this better than I can. Could Jake take 20 minutes at the end of the day to do this subject with Emmett? And so I approached Jake and I just said, listen, I really think this is going to be better if, if you take this. I love doing... Bible and history and science with him, but we're really struggling through this other subject right now. And I'd like to take a break for a little bit and see if it would work with you. And so you did, you took that over with him. And why didn't you share how that's going? It's going well. I think one reason why it's going well is I struggled in the same subject when I was younger. And going back to like just them getting frustrated, I remember wanting to learn what my mom was teaching me and her being frustrated and me getting frustrated because I wanted to learn it. It just wasn't clicking. So I hope that me and Emmett working together on this has improved it. I know it has helped you out with not being as frustrated with him. And and I know he looks forward to doing it with you. He'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is fun to have the one-on-one time with him. Um, I was also able to step in and, and help Hadley with a few math problems or number problems that she was having. And it just, it, it also helped me feel like more part of the team too. Because you're contributing more. Right. You know, um, you do a great job teaching them. And it was just nice to be on that team with you instead of just saying, you know, good job, good job. It's, it, it is nice to help out. Yeah. And that goes back to even that first point about just curriculum and just finding a different way to learn. Is it a different book that's going to help the situation? Is it a different 
person? Is it taking a break? I know that some of those options aren't going to work for everyone. And I think it just is a process of figuring out what can you change? Because even if you aren't able to delegate any of those topics or you don't have the money to buy another book for a curriculum, there is so much stuff online right now. There are so many resources, homeschool mom bloggers. I I get emails about free printables and things. I would just encourage any mom right now listening who's really struggling through a a certain part of homeschooling to take a break and just look to see other ways of doing whatever that subject is, that project is, whatever it might be. Well, and also when you talk about different ways to learn, when you learn how your child learns, it really helps. When I was younger, well, still am, but I am an auditory learner. If I hear someone talk about something or watch a video on how to do it, so I hear it, I see it, I understand it more. If you give me a textbook when I was younger or right now, I do better now than I did, but if you just gave me a textbook and said, read this and you got it, I would have done awful in school. And my mom saw that early on and she was able to accommodate my auditory learning. A lot of that was just her reading everything to me that I needed to learn. Obviously, reading, I had to learn how to read by myself, (laughs) but it helped with every other subject. If I had to learn a verse, if I had to, to speak in public, anything like that, if she read it to me, I would remember it better, and then I would be able to uh, communicate and pass the class. Yeah, those are really good points just about learning styles. And I think that's why homeschooling is so appealing to certain families because they're seeing that in schools with larger class sizes and a teacher who teaches one way that some kids just are not going to benefit nearly as much as some other students in the class. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, my mom said that if I was in the public school, I probably would have been in like a, uh, a special ed class. Yeah, special ed class because just my learning style would not have fit in with the high school um, mm-hmm. curriculum and teaching style of that time. Yeah. So you're going to actually be able to share a little bit on this next tip too with your auditory learning And that is talking about homeschooling older kids while you have younger kids, such as toddlers and babies in the home. And it's funny because this was one of the most asked questions recently. And this is all I've ever known as a homeschooling mom, because when we started, Juniper was a year old. Emmett was in kindergarten and Hadley was doing preschool at the time. And now this year, We have had Rosalie, and when we started the school year, she was about seven months old, and Juniper had just turned two. And now I have Emmett, who's in first grade, and Hadley, who is in uh, preschool slash kindergarten right now. So my top tip is to do as much school as you possibly can during nap time. (laughs) And that might sound very simple and 
for for us, it's been very beneficial. We have a very, um, I don't want to say it's strict, but every single day there is a set routine and it changes based on the ages of our youngest girls because obviously, as you guys know, during that first year to 18 months, kids are dropping naps going from four to three to two to one. And so we've had to adjust the schedule accordingly. And Juniper's nap right now is late in the afternoon. So she is always up during school right now. But we tried to do our classes while Rosalie is sleeping. So at least one of them is kind of set and I only need to worry about Juniper. But Juniper loves school and she has her little books and she takes them to the table right now and she draws and she colors and she asks me to sign her work to and give her stickers. Uh, she's very independent though. So I I will uh, preface with that Juniper is very independent. Um, she's not incredibly needy, but don't get me wrong, there are definitely interruptions during school every single day. She would like a snack. She would like a certain toy out, things like that. But we have our playroom set up so that she has access to all of her toys and she is encouraged to come into the playroom to have her independent playtime where she plays with her dolls. She also has like her special toys set up in our homeschool cabinet where she can take out some blocks or things that she wants to play with. I also have a sensory bin right now with rice and other things that she can play with. And so just having special activities, special workbooks that are just for her has been very, very helpful. And then if Rosalie is up, I will set her sometimes in her height chair just to eat a little bit while the kids are working or just to play on the floor with her toys. Interruptions are expected and they're going to happen. But I think as long as you have that mindset that, hey, we're going to get interrupted, but we're going to deal with this interruption. We're going to find another toy. We're going to find a snack or whatever. It's okay. Overall, homeschooling takes way less hours in the day than your typical school day. So a typical school day, kids go to school at eight o'clock in the morning and they're not done till two. With my kids, we can school anywhere from an hour to three hours. It's not that long because you have such specific time with your children that you're going through the subject a lot faster. I don't have 20 other children that I need to teach. The last thing I would add to this is that you can include your little kids. Juniper loves to do Bible time with us and to practice the scripture memory verses. Uh, During Christmas, we were watching YouTube a lot for Christmas books that we didn't have. We had a special Advent lesson that we were doing. And because I'm a money saver, I didn't buy all of these books. So we found them on YouTube and we were watching them being read. She would watch them as well. I just invite them to do stuff. And if they don't want to, or they don't show interest, like that's totally fine when they're little. But I think it's just important that we are allowing them to join if they want to and not thinking, oh, well, this is way over their head. It has nothing to do with that. They're learning just by being there and watching you and watching their older siblings. The next point is you need to chill out. 
This is a more blunt way of saying to be flexible. Every day is not going to go as planned. The whole year is not going to go as planned. Just like I said, switching out curriculum halfway through. Um, it's honestly, I my personality is very okay with this part. With that being said, though, it's taken me a while to realize that it's also okay. It's okay if each subject isn't tackled each day. It's okay if one day is devoted more to playing outside because the weather is 60 degrees in February and you're not getting ahead like you had planned in your language arts program. Um, You can school all year round if you want to. I know some people are probably listening to that thinking, no, like I really just want to take the summer off. And that's fine too. But just remember that you're not locked into a specific date that you need to end. Um, Obviously, different states have different requirements and stuff like that. But you can always add in stuff later on if you didn't get to those projects you were really hoping to, et cetera, et cetera. I think this one is so important because, again, just talking about the beauties of homeschooling and the appeal of it is because you want to school in a way that benefits your family the best. And with homeschooling, having that flexibility should be viewed as a gift and not as something of, oh, no, we didn't get this done. And well, you know, I'm sick today, so how can I teach today? And while we're having company coming in on Friday, all of these things, I think it is all in how we view it. And so I've just been very grateful this year to become a little more laid back. And while, yes, we are definitely not ahead in any of our subjects at the moment, I'm choosing to not be stressed about that, to be thankful that my kids enjoy school. They like doing it. And, you know, we have days that we double up. Some days I'll do some subjects. When Jake comes home, he'll he'll do another day in it just to help out. <laughs> and do you know what the best part is? Our kids don't know when the last day of school is. It's not on the calendar. It doesn't say like, you know, June 5th is our last day of school. We can go till the 10th or 15th if we need to. And I think they get more breaks too. Like my um, mom and my grandma came out to visit us a couple weeks ago and the kids got some school done that week, but they didn't get a ton done. But it was so important that they spend time with their mom and their grandmother who they can't or well, my mom, (laughs) their grandmother and their great grandmother that they don't get to see very often. And I didn't think. It was very helpful for anyone for me to just force them to sit down and do some school. My mom did do some school with some of them, which was really great. But again, they're getting breaks all throughout the year. So if they go further into the summer at this point, it's not that big of a deal for them. But your mom was out here because she had a break from the school that she worked at. Yep, Yep. So there are weeks in the school year that kids just get off or... You know, maybe holidays that we don't take off, the kids get off. Like everything equals out in the end. Yeah. So I want to end the podcast today on my last piece of advice, and that is to thank God every day for the opportunity to homeschool. It is a rule for me, it's a personal rule 
that every single day when we begin homeschooling, I always just say, thank you, God, that we have this opportunity to homeschool. And I just never want to take it for granted that we are able to do this in a day and age where the education system is having so many ideas and philosophies just seep into their curriculum and into the, the, the teachers' minds and what they're sharing with their kids. I'm so glad that we have this choice to make where if we want to homeschool our kids, we are able to. And I never want to view this as a hassle or a, oh, do we have to do this? I know that there are some moms out there who truly want to homeschool their kids and they just are not able to at this point. And so I always choose to view this as something positive for our family and something that works for us. It is a unique opportunity that I don't know what it's going to look like if we're going to do this for 20 years for all of our kids from preschool through senior year. I I don't know what we're going to decide. I don't know what schools are going to look like next year or 10 years from now. But for right now, this is where we're at and we're enjoying it. We're taking each year at a time, each child at a time. Um, we never know where we'll be living, if there will be access to private Christian schools, things like that. And we always want to just be mindful of where our family is, what our kids' personalities are, what their needs are, and where we think they will benefit the most from. And right now, that's at home and that's where we are. Psalm chapter 9 verse 1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. And I just want to encourage you guys with that today, wherever you are at as a homeschool mom, as a possible homeschool mom, as a private school mom, as a public school mom, just thank God for the opportunity that your children have education, that they have you in their lives. And that's all I have. Well, I must say in closing that I too am thankful every single day that you and I agree on this topic and we were able to look at the public school option and both be like, no, that's not where we want our children. And then also being able to look at a private school option and just saying financially, we're not there right now. And that you are willing to put the time and the effort and all the work, because I know it's a lot of work. I am so thankful that you are willing and able to do this for our children. Thank you. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram at whatever's true co Bethany is at waves and lilacs. And I am at Jake off script. And if you guys enjoyed today's podcast or any previous ones, we always appreciate your shares. It is how we truthfully get the word out there the most effective way and the quickest way. So thank you so much for doing that. And as always, ratings and reviews help out so much. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.